This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly long-form programme, where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylee Evans. Toronto is now home to Ace Hotel's latest outpost, which opened earlier this summer. The new building is Ace's first property in Canada and was designed by Toronto's revered Shim Sutcliffe Architects. Monocle's Toronto correspondent, Thomas Lewis, received a tour of the hotel from its architect, Bridget Shim. Let's take a listen. The site is not a big site. It's actually 75 feet square. Uh, So there are many spaces throughout the whole experience of the hotel that are both intimate and heroic at the same time, you know, because it's not, you know, a vast area that we're dealing with. So really there's almost like a compactness and a kind of uh, use of the vertical section that was really just essential to making all the program work. There's a lot of back of house spaces in a hotel that kind of have to work really well or else the whole thing doesn't work. So we were very mindful of that and really tried to make sure that that worked well. So this hotel is actually not in a normal location for a hotel. I think it's actually in a neighborhood. In a neighborhood that used to have much of the kind of light manufacturing garment district. So red brick warehouses for textiles, for all kinds of light manufacturing. And many of those buildings have actually been removed, disappeared. There's still a few left, but I feel like, you know, the whole idea of this project was to reinforce the existing fabric of this neighborhood. So when you see the exterior, it's actually red brick. It's actually very deep so that you read a certain robustness and materiality to the kind of exterior of the building. And then when you come inside, it's actually also all structure that's exposed. And that's combined with the use of a lot of natural materials, wood and brick, and the two together kind of create a sense of a kind of unique and special space in the city. We were talking earlier about the significance of of red brick, particularly that's on the exterior of the building. So in Toronto, we have an amazing system of ravines. Uh, One ravine in particular, the Don Valley Ravine, was actually the site of a really important brickworks. They actually used the kind of local clay from literally behind the brick factory, and they used it for many decades to actually become the kind of source of the bricks that were fired in the brickwork. So in a way, uh, the kind of specificity of these found natural materials actually are then become, in effect, uh, transformed and become literally the fabric of the city. And uh, so we really wanted to uh, connect to all of that, which was we feel is really important to really create a sense of place. So this is not a generic hotel that could be anywhere. It's really a hotel embedded in this garment district neighborhood in downtown Toronto. And the fact that you're not sure when you're on the outside if it's a new building or an existing building for us makes us really happy. So the fact that it's kind of a certain ambiguity is actually really kind of important because we didn't want to stand out as a building from the exterior, but we also wanted to be a warm and inviting civic space on the interior. So both were kind of important objectives for us. 
a hotel has to do a lot of things at the same time, whether you see those functions or not. Maybe you can walk us through, you know, you described how there isn't an inch of space wasted in this building, how you sort of balanced all of those functions that it has to undertake every hour of the day, pretty much. So I've always wanted to design a hotel. (laughs) And the reason is that it addresses the scale of the city, the building scale, and the scale of a room. And all three scales are equally important. And in a way, we thought very carefully about all three scales. And they are interrelated. They have different roles to play. And the fact that they're kind of, they create, in effect, a rich spatial sequence between leaving the city, entering the public spaces and then entering the private spaces for us was just a really great opportunity. It's a very complicated uh, programmatic challenge because there's back of house, front of house, and both need to work equally well. And for us, we spent a lot of time really trying to understand how the back of house worked to, in effect, support a great front of house. So, uh, So that was actually really an interesting challenge, and we feel we really put a lot of effort into making both uh, work well together. And you mentioned that you'd always wanted to d- design a hotel building. Is there something for an art architect when you are tasked with building a, a type for the first time? Is that a particularly sort of energizing thing where you have to sort of comb through? For the first time. So we actually went to visit every Ace Hotel and uh, learned a lot. We met all the different cultural engineers and the various people that ran them. And we actually spent a lot of time equally looking at back of house as well as front of house. So it was a really great learning experience. And I feel like each typology, you know, that you end up doing, it's a whole education. And I think really exciting. I think sometimes when you don't do that type a lot, you actually can bring new things to it as well as, you know, the people that have done, I've done a hundred of those. But for us, you know, our practice is small and we don't do that kind of thing. So the fact that it was a whole new typology was really exciting and really important for us. We really worked at making sure that it had flexibility, but also specificity at the same time. So the walls are wood, the ceiling's concrete, like things that are not kind of normal for those kinds of spaces, but then allowing so many different things to happen. Layouts of all different kinds to say, you know, a luncheon for 100 or a a kind of lecture for this number of people. And, And that was actually a really interesting exercise to build in that flexibility for the hotel for the long term. And maybe to talk about the lobby that we're looking over sort of here again, you talked when we first met maybe a half an hour ago about how sort of hotel lobbies have become just slightly sort of corporate maybe and, and not having a sort of maybe very deep or genuine sense of their own sort of character, which I guess is kind of funny because I guess if you're a layperson, you think of a hotel lobby, there is this romance quite often that springs to mind. This feels kind of romantic in a kind of different way. And I wonder if that was sort of intentional. And yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that happens is that the lobby feels like it's actually floating or hovering. And uh, there are little moments where you can see a kind of architecturally, uh, we're very clear about that. Uh, the fact that there's actually these uh, structural rods that where it's actually being hung from the larger concrete structure and the two are interrelated for us are really important. And it builds a sense of difference between the lower level restaurant and the upper level lobby and then again with the penthouse uh, Evangeline so that each of the spaces has 
really a very different character, a different experience. Here in the lobby bar, you're overlooking the local neighborhood park. You're getting great west light and north light coming in. And it also is a spot where you can drop in, have a coffee, leave. It's very fluid. And we wanted a certain lightness, a certain airiness, but also a connection to these kind of key pieces, the park and the neighborhood, which are really anchoring the whole building. And very broadly speaking, um, again, to go back to this sort of plot, this corner site in this part of Toronto, were there any sort of particular challenges to the site that, you know, posed uh, needed a bit of extra working through from a design point of view? I think corners are really important in a city. And Toronto, I think, is a great city. It has wonderful fabric buildings doesn't have great corners and great examples of how people have thought about a corner. And we spent a lot of time really thinking about how you would enter from Brant Street, how you would enter from Camden, and then the views of the corner itself. So we didn't normally, we didn't create a sausage and cut it off. We actually articulated Camden to be quite different from Brant. And we really wanted both to be inviting, but also both to maybe be a bit different because the context was different on each side of the building. And we really wanted to use that natural grade to create really large window openings that would allow people walking on the sidewalk to look into the building and people that are on the stairs or in the restaurant to actually see people on the sidewalk. This interchange and kind of visual connection for us was really important. So it's not like retail that comes right off of the street, but there again is this kind of very strong visual connection to the city. And I just think that it's almost like we're inviting the city into the building and we're creating these large portals that allow this viewing of both one way and the other. Our hope is that this building itself, this hotel, can demonstrate that that's totally possible. I feel like often, you know, most condominiums that are, you know, there's a lot, you can see how many cranes there are in this neighborhood. A lot of them have very puny lobbies that actually are not inviting to the public. And then they have just lots of retail that is kind of spoken for all around the edge. I would say this building takes kind of a different position than that. The discussion we had about people being able to view in and being able to look out, the kind of nature of the kind of sense of warm welcoming is kind of so key to the hotel experience. And uh, I feel like all buildings need to give back in different ways. And otherwise, you don't have a, a real city. I just think, you know, we benefit from these great urban spaces, indoor and outdoor, that become so memorable to the experience of being in cities. And I think all architects have a certain responsibility to really shape them spaces to, to feel civic. But you can't do it on your own. So it really requires a kind of enlightened clients and, uh, you know, really a bigger vision than just the actual square footage of the building being inside this building now maybe an obvious question to ask but how does it feel to sort of see all of the details as well as the sort of bigger span of the buildings and the spaces that you both worked on for yeah. so long so it's been a long journey we had a kind of pandemic in the middle and uh, you know stops and starts in the construction it's been a really a pleasure to work with the builders the owners and to kind of realize something that frankly none of us could have done on our, on our own 
you know, when we say collaboration, you know, people talk about it a lot. I think that really, you know, A, there was a collaboration with Atelier Ace, there was a collaboration with the builders and working really closely with the owner to create something that we think has a civic feel to it. It's almost like a kind of neighborhood living room that everyone feels comfortable coming into and hopefully some kind of contribution to the city overall. Bridget Shim, co-founder and partner of Shim Sutcliffe Architects there. She was in conversation with Monocle's Thomas Lewis at the Ace Hotel in Toronto. And that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to our full-length programme, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans, and our editor this week was Callum McLean. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>